Welcome, 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 Wentzville Fire friends. I'm Fire Chief John Schneider. I'm Assistant Chief John Ledoux. And welcome once again to the Wentzville Fire District's Hot Topics. Today we have a longtime friend of the Fire District, Mr. Brian Nolan. Welcome, Brian. Thank you so much for allowing me to be here. We are excited. Uh, this this episode, John and I decided that we would uh, interview one of our uh, favorite small business owners who who actually owns several businesses in our fire district. We're lucky and blessed to have him and his business partners. Brian, can you elaborate? Um, you know, talk about our relationship over the years, uh, both from the community outreach side and then from the business side, uh, interacting with the Fire Prevention Bureau. Elaborate why it's crucial that residents and businesses collaborate and, and work with our district on a regular basis. Absolutely. Thank you. First of all, I'll remind you guys and share with everybody else that's listening that I have a long history with firefighting. My stepfather and my step-grandfather were both fire chiefs uh, in O'Fallon. So I had lots of interaction in my youth, uh, you know, through college, et cetera, with, with uh, firefighters. Obviously, our friends, in addition to being you know, fellow residents. So it just made sense for us to collaborate on some things and it's mutually beneficial. Um, we're, we're very happy to, to do events with the fire department. We're very thrilled that we can raise some, some funds for both uh, your outreach and then also for backstoppers. You know, I think we, we all want to be good corporate citizens and obviously we're a, we're a great match. No, we really appreciate that, Brian. I know both from our community outreach standpoint and our, our, Community Outreach President Mike Zerwinski has nothing but great things to say about your support, and I know we we see it firsthand at the events, and uh, also the financial resources are a big help, uh, product donations, what have you. So thank you, thank you, and thank you to uh, David Brewer, your your fabulous business partner as well. I I just wanted to add, like I, I've been so fortunate with with being on the backstoppers to work with Brian and and friendship and. And do some of those events that we do and uh, first class events. So anytime we're over there, and uh, just really appreciate it, Brian. My my pleasure. <clears throat> so Brian, talk about the uh, tools that you guys use, whether it's social media, any other kind of communication efforts. Uh, how do you communicate to the masses the things that you're going to do in the community, and maybe even talk about how you try to incorporate your events as a community as a whole, bringing the community together. Interesting timing. Just yesterday, uh, I signed a contract with uh, a person I regard as a marketing uh, expert. Uh, he's going to do some consulting for us because, as you guys know, the landscape is always changing. You know, we're always trying to ascertain what is the best way to get the most traction with with our community and our region. Um, certainly, social media is 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 uh, f- on the forefront, I would say. Um, but you know, we're starting to look at uh, more video content opportunities like this, you know, getting, getting our voice out on, on, you know, radio and, and podcasts. But yeah, we, we have to learn every day. We have to, every week we have to assess where we're at and, you know, how to stay relevant and how to, how to keep the interest of our patrons and, and, and obtain new patrons, obviously. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> you guys do a great job and I know it's always a team effort. It's not, it's not any one person. I know that you, you got a good group going over there. So can you talk a little bit about your phone app spaces my phone app. Space. Well, I, I get I get alerts all the time from you guys. Oh, on on, on your phone app. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad to hear that because I I, I haven't been able to quantify uh, our reach with that. But but again, that's an example of us looking at you know any avenue that we can we can travel to to get the word out. 
Um, that seems to be working well. We also have a, a, an email blast every week that, that updates everybody on, uh, and now all three properties. Um, but also we're learning as it relates to that, John, that um, one of the reasons we brought in this marketing uh, expert to consult with us is because with three locations, we're, we're, we're having to send some different messaging. You know, every community is a little different. Right. The activities and the needs and the, the opportunities at each property are a little different. So you're going to see some of our communication methods expand so that we can better specify, you know, activities and, 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 and events at, at each of the separate properties. It, it can become a little confusing. So you, you, you basically mean tweaking towards, you know, tweaking each community to, to fit their need. Absolutely. Can, can you mention the, the other communities? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, Flint Hill, obviously, is, is our number two. That's been operational now for almost half a year, six months or so. Um, and then our Hannibal location has only been open formally for about a month. Um, I will have a meeting later this week to kind of make some decisions on uh, our, our intent to go to Herman, Missouri. Wow. Um, but that's kind of still in the works. Um, there's a property there, but we're working on, on, on some issues. Um, so, so yeah, each, each community has its own palette. I mean, yeah. uh, and we're learning the new, the new properties. We, uh, after seven years, we kind of know what Wentzville is and what Wentzville likes, but already we're seeing that um, with the other locations, Flint Hill and Hannibal, it's not across the board the same likes and dislikes and, and desires. So, sure. which is kind of fun. It's kind of fun for us too because we don't want to be. And they're so close too. In, indeed, you know? and and it doesn't take much geography, I don't think, to um, to create or to encounter a, a a different set of expectations. So it's so a little bit different clientele, you would say, at Flint Hill at, at times. Although I, I do Absolutely. see some of the same. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely we're, we're, we have crossover, which we're, we're we wanted and are thankful for. But uh, what's exciting to us is uh, Flint Hill is already developing its own, you know, what I call regular did, yeah. regular customers that are not necessarily um, regulars at our Winsfield location. So that's as we hoped we. We wanted that location, all our locations, to stand alone and be, be independent. Um, and we're learning to adapt to, you know, how to how to market them that way too. That's awesome. I mean, that really leads me into my next question: is like, you know, from your business standpoint and the way you interact with the community, what do you what do you see? You talked a little bit about strategy on marketing and expanding that reach. Uh, what what else are you guys looking at over the next three to five years? Different different products, different brands. Yeah, yeah. Our our, our new brand, our distilling side, uh, Godspeed Distilling Company. You know, we're we're on the front end of that. Obviously, we're we're producing spirits, and we're uh, one of the again one of the reasons we brought this consultant on is to really try to give that a good launch. Um, beyond that, I don't know that we we will add additional brands. I, I guess I can never say never. Um, but we do want to grow our brands, um, you know, whether that's more locations or more distribution, we're, we're already starting to do a lot more offsite sales on our beer side because we have the capability now. And, uh, uh, so that's what I hope you see is just our brand growing, uh, gaining more, you know, traction in this community and others. And, uh, if I were a younger man, maybe I'd take on some more branding, but 
Not at this point. <laughs> I understand that. Um, we talked, I don't know, maybe six months ago or a year ago, and you were talking about the idea with these different locations that maybe each location would have kind of its own flagship uh, beer or whatnot. Is that is that still a, a direction you're going? And, and uh, what about the, the spirit side of it? Is that something you foresee? Or Absolutely. Um, and, and again, we're learning what that looks like at the new properties because we're, we're gaining new insight every day. But number one, we want each location to have its own individual reasons for people to visit. You know, we're not a chain. We're not corporate. You know, you can't go to, you know, every place and see the same menu like, uh, you know, maybe an Applebee's or a Denny's or something. Um, We want each location to have stand on its own, have its own merit, have its own attractions um, independent to that location. Um, And the same with the spirits. Um, We will react to the desires of the community. We, you know, in any retail business, you have to listen to your customers. We do. Um, we try to be inquisitive and, and learn, you know, what, what makes that particular community happy. And so far it's, you know, they're all a little bit different. You grew up here. We joke often about our shift commander on the, on the Bravo shift Mm -hmm. at Wentzville fire. You grew up as a neighborhood kid with, with one of our, our guys, um, Hearing you and, and Chris talk and talk about the neighborhood uh, as it was then and what Wentzville is now, talk, talk about how different that is for someone that's been here all along. Well, thank you for that. And, and uh, your, your, your firefighter is a very dear friend. And uh, I could tell stories that would maybe you know, end his career, but I, I won't do that. <laughs> I like him too much. Uh, but he could do the same to me. So it's a mutually assured destruction. Um, yeah, Wentzville, as we know, as we've been around long enough, has changed more than dramatically. Um, when we were young persons, it was, you know, 2,000 people. Everybody knew everybody. Um, you know, very, very kind of intimate. Um, I don't know what our current population is now, but it's a whole lot more than that. Um which is good and bad. I mean, bad because as a, uh, from a nostalgic point of view, you know, I miss my little town. I miss my, my quiet, safe, you know, town where you could leave your door unlocked and your keys in your car. We did all those things. Um, it was kind of Mayberry. Um, so now we have more traffic, more congestion, more, you know, issues. But again, as a retail business, more people is more thirsty people, which is, which is good for us. And, um, and again, like we've talked about previously today, we have to always be learning how to harness that and, and give people a reason to, 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 to come see us. You know, from, from a business owner's perspective, can you talk about what you went through? Obviously, you know, you spend a lot of time on the construction side, remodeling, rehabbing the, the properties that you have. But talk about like how you determine occupancy, how you determine where your tables are going to be set up all the things that, that you have to make sure that your building's safe for the occupants. When they come in there, they know that the fire department's been through there, that the city's been through there, and those things have been addressed. And talk about that a little bit, about what you had to go through. Absolutely. Well, first of all, obviously, we want our patrons to be safe. Um, they're not repeat customers if they're not. Right. Um, so, yeah, no, I have a little bit of a background in construction and architecture, so that helped my understanding of, of the, the checklist of things that I would need to, to not just be open as a business, but to be open as a business that's classified as an assembly use, which, you know, when you pack a lot of people into a building, it creates 
parameters that, that we had to, had to meet and wanted to meet. Um, as you guys know, you know, we, in, in all three of our locations, we were not required to install, you know, sprinkler systems, but the benefit of those, uh, not just peace of mind, which is big, the safety of our customers, which is big, and then also some insurance savings. Um, it just made sense. So all of our properties are sprinkled, um, completely, you know, ADA compliant, um, because yeah, we, we want to be safe and, and, you know, it's, they're fairly significant investments and we sure don't want to lose them. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll add, you know, when you opened Flint Hill, we had to do a lot of research. Um, our fire marshal and inspector, uh, we didn't, we hadn't had, uh, a business like that with the still and everything that was coming in and right. making, making a room explosion proof because you wanted to have the people to be able to get as close to those uh, units as possible to enjoy the experience of being yes. being in those same areas. So we we had to do a lot of research on our end, and you guys joined us on a lot of those trips to uh, neighboring areas to see how they were doing it. And um, that I think we all learned a lot through that whole process. We, so we, we certainly did too. Um, the beer side, obviously, we we learned early on. You know, we were the first brewery in Wentzville, so the city, you know, uh, had had some things to learn in terms of getting us through the process. Um, your your uh, Marshall has been very, very helpful, um, flexible when he can be and needs to be. And we've learned a lot in the process too. As you mentioned with the distilling side, that's a new animal to us. So, you know, we felt like it was important to, to, to you know, have you guys on hand as much as possible to get through the process and, and be compliant. And again, it's a sp- in the spirit of your guys's proactive efforts to to help up a small business. It was uh, really helpful for us. Well, thank you for that. Uh, we do try and we do discuss that in house on a regular basis. You know, Brian. Before we wrap up, thank you so much um, for your time today. But it, is there anything else you'd like the people of our community to be made aware of, or how they reach out to you? And you want to talk? how they can connect with you on social media or any other ways? Sure, sure, sure. Obviously, the, the big ones are our Facebook and, and Instagram. Uh, we will be starting to release some more video content, which should include uh, YouTube and, and possibly uh, a couple others. Um, you know, the best way to, 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 to find me or, or, or our place is just to come see us. Um, with a name like Friendship, we want to live up to that name and, uh, and promote it. Just throw out your address. Hopefully they know I where will, it is. I will. I uh, will. The original address is 100 Pittman Avenue in Wentzville. The Flint Hill address is 400 Crossroads Business Park Court. And Hannibal is 422 North Main Street in Hannibal. Historic Hannibal backs up to the river. Cool spot. So I think both Hannibal and Wentzville are easy to find. Could you describe really quickly how to get off the highway to Flint Hill. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, it is a little bit off the beaten path, but that also was part of the attraction for us. It's industrial, but it doesn't feel industrial. We've got a wooded creek on one side, a wooded hillside on the other. We're kind of tucked in, and we felt like that was worth not having more visibility. But again, we're, as you guys know, a minute or two off of a major highway. Um Flint Hill and I guess the county and the state were nice enough to build a very nice new overpass recently. If that overpass wasn't there, we wouldn't be there because right. the old 
limited access highway crossovers right. don't I, work. I, I just feel like that could have uh, had, had some bad outcomes, yeah. especially when people are leaving our place. Um, so, yeah, if you get off at the, the, the Highway P, uh, new overpass, there's a, a roundabout like we see so often these days, and you veer to the right and stay veering to the right, and in a short distance you can turn left on to our court, Crossroads Business Park Court, and we're just kind of right right down the hill on the right. The, 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 the cul-de-sac terminates basically at our parking lot. That's cool. awesome. Well, Brian, we love you, and, and thank you so much. I, I got a couple just fun questions I wanted to ask you. We're coming into the holiday season. Um, any kind of fun beer or, or spirits that are coming out? Absolutely. Thanks for asking that as well. This is the time of year when when we start introducing you know some of our bigger, uh, sometimes barrel-aged stouts. We've released two in the last couple of weeks, and we've kind of got a continual series that we'll be doing with that. Um, the, we did a pumpkin spice moonshine to kind of uh, grab onto the, the October, November time frame. Um, and we'll continue to. But um, kind of like I mentioned earlier, we, you know, we do our Thanksgiving turkey flight with our turkey beer, stuffing beer, cranberry beer, and punk, uh, pecan pie beer. We'll, we'll do that again this year. Nice. Um, we'll have an ugly Christmas sweater party. So, you know, yeah, we're going to try to try to have fun through the holidays and, and make some new friends. So if somebody's somebody's coming in and they find Brian Nolanson at the bar in this holiday season, what's Brian drinking? Man, putting me on the spot. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite? If, if I was going in there and didn't, didn't know what I, what I wanted. Right now, uh, we just last week released a beer that we're doing in conjunction um, with a, a program called Hops for Heroes. Nice. Um, so it benefits, you know, veterans from all the services. I've been enjoying that beer lately because it's new and great and for a good cause. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this time of year when the, the temperatures start to drop, I find myself wanting those bigger, more robust beers like the stouts we just mentioned and, and the barrel-aged beers are my kryptonite. Um, I, I, I like them probably more than I should. Um, but I'm really enjoying, too, uh, you know, gaining knowledge of the spirits world. You know, so as we talked about privately, um, you know, I, I'm really liking old fashions and uh, some of the other concoctions that our, our distillers coming up with. So it's nice to branch out. As, uh, owning a brewery is, is, is great, but I'll be honest, sometimes I'm just not in a beer mood and it's good to have some, some good Absolutely. options. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's great stuff. I, I just wanted to say, just personally, I, I really appreciate your guys' business model and the way that, that you guys have this attraction that keeps the old Wentzville or the old Flint Hill or the old Hannibal feeling to it and, and still deal with the with the growth and, and the new you know new community being rooted in the community and your guys continue efforts to help all those things you know you talk about hops for heroes and all the all the other things you do so i, I appreciate it and uh much success well it, it's very gratifying for us one of our objectives when we started this whole venture was you know to be a good corporate citizen to have the ability to be a benevolent force in our community i think that's why uh, we and the fire department are such a great match because we have similar ties uh, to our communities. We appreciate our, our history, and, you know, we know that, you know, we can we can make the community better if we work together. That's okay. a very good point. Humble beginnings, and 
looking forward to the future, right? Absolutely. So attitude, of, attitude of gratitude. Every thank day. you so much and happy holidays to you. We're at this point of the episode that we always inject a safety message before we wrap up and sign off. And today we're going to address ladder safety. It's something that that's probably in the back of people's minds and not at the forefront. As we move into this holiday season and you may be throwing a ladder up on the side of your house or on your gutters to uh, line them with some nice fancy lights, Something to think about. The Centers for Disease Control compiled data of falls recently. Over a three-year period, the study was conducted and attributed 17,000, over 17,000 injuries to seasonal decorating falls. Of these falls, 42% were related to ladders. So some things to think about with ladders is choose the best ladder for their job. There's tons of ladders out there, but they may not be the best one for what you're doing in a particular situation. Consider the project, choose a ladder with ample access, enlist the help of others, have a buddy. If you go down, you may get separated from your cell phone. You may not be able to get up and get yourself help. Make sure you have someone nearby that can help you if something would happen. If, if, if a fall occurs, a spotter can also help manage and bring you to safety or call some rescuers. Never tackle a ladder task solo. Are you wearing the right pair of shoes? It seems like a very simple tip, but it can help minimize falls and injury. And never use a ladder in bad weather. You don't want to do this if it's misting or raining or if it's icy or if it's just been cold and you might have some moisture um, on the driveway or out in your yard on the sidewalk that you may not see. As a reminder, stay safe out there. Happy holidays from Wentzville Fire. Wentzville Fire because we care. I'm John Schneider, Fire Chief. I'm John Ledoux, Assistant Chief. Have a great holiday season, everyone.